This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we are focusing on law and order. We have with us from the Murfreesboro Police Department, Lieutenant Clayton Williams. Good morning to you, Clayton. Good morning, Bart. Good to have you with us. And Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. Hey, Larry, good hey, morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Boy, I tell you, it's going to be a good one here. <laughs> We're excited about this new year. Excited to see. I know a lot of people are excited to see the old one go away. We're ready to start some good stuff now. Yeah. Uh, As we look at some of the things that are in front of the police department right now, uh, with the change in year, uh, I, I guess actually the cold weather is certainly here, 29 degrees right now and snow in the forecast in a couple of days. That, uh, that brings some challenges to you. Uh, Does cold, super cold weather uh, create any uh, increase or decrease in crimes and things of that sort? Well, I don't know statistically speaking, but I know the weather does affect uh, just how people generally move around. Um, You know, typically people stay in a little bit more. Um, We're this season in the spring, probably what we're really going to anticipate to see uh, i know larry was talking with me on the way in about uh, some decisions schools are making whether kids are going to be back in school or uh you know or there's going to be the same amount of traffic on the road people taking kids in buses running things of that nature is it going to be more hybrid is it going to be more um distance learning and i'm sure those things will change several times but uh the same way with people that maybe continuing to work from home um i know at least during the week that kind of affects our normal day-to-day things whether it be traffic whether it be accidents whether it be just uh, general problems but uh, most of the businesses you know as far as retail and shopping and things like that are are still open and uh, I, don't, I was in lowe's this past weekend and Somebody must have got a lot of gift cards uh, because <laughs> they, they uh, you couldn't hardly walk down the aisle. It was so crowded. Uh, that or maybe people got stimulus money in and had some home improvements. I don't know. So uh, people are stef- definitely out uh, going about their routines in Rutherford County, and, and we're thankful that uh, things can be as normal as possible. But for us, you know, the typical things in, in our world just, uh, you know, take extra care. Make sure um, when it's this cold. Uh, make sure you got your cell phone with you. Make sure you've got uh, things in your car you need, like jumper cables. Make sure that you've got uh, maybe a bottle of water and some warm clothes just in case you get stuck somewhere for a little bit. But luckily in metropolitan area, kind of like ours, we don't have as much issue with somebody getting you some help. But still have things of your property crimes that we see. Um, there are those folks that are uh, don't mind braving the cold at night to go and uh, look for things to that aren't nailed down to take or, or opportunities to 
to break into something like that. But, uh, yeah, as far as the uh, – well, I don't want to jinx this. I'm not going to say that. So <laughs> <laughs> I won't even go there. Okay. So, yeah, just uh, you know, the cold does affect that. It's just that people move a little different, and especially during the nighttime, uh, it's, it's just less frequent people out and about. Larry, you uh, had a, a story recently about things not being nailed down, the pallets, a uh, person just coming and helping themselves to pallets uh, and caught on security film. Uh, and I guess that sort of goes along with what Clayton has said. If if it's not nailed down, <laughs> uh, people are probably going to try to take it. Yeah, that particular uh, incident, uh, actually Clayton and I were talking about that yesterday where, uh, you know, we got a lot of interesting comments on um, on social media about that because people are saying, well, the pallets are next to a dumpster. You know, he may, he may have thought that they were free. But, you know, if you enter someone's property and take something without their permission, you know, that's considered theft. And so, uh, you know, as minor as you may think that crime is it's still a crime and he took something that wasn't his and the thing about it is he repeated it over and over and it's taken uh upwards of 70 pallets from that business so uh detectives just simply um you know wanted to ask the public for assistance in trying to uh identify that person and uh, or if they've seen that vehicle he was driving because he was using that same vehicle each time would strike on weekends in the uh, overnight hours. And so, you know, if he thought that they were free, you know, I'm sure, you know, he would do it in broad daylight, not in the middle of the night. That makes a whole lot of mm-hmm. sense. One thing that uh, we heard on the news coming in this morning that didn't make a lot of sense, and maybe you can clarify it for us, was the fact that uh, in 2020, the death tolls uh, on our roadways was one of the highest it's been. Uh, And I'm thinking, well, during this uh, pandemic, we've had reports of traffic being down and how people are not driving, not getting out as much. And yet the number of deaths on the roadway uh, broke records for for last year. Uh, And... Maybe you can, between both of you, uh, share with us some things that people should keep in mind to be safer when they're driving. Sure, Bart. I think as far as the numbers go that we see like that, historically, I can speak for Murfreesboro. Those We've had years where it swings from a... Uh, you know, we'll go a year when we have three traffic fatalities, and then the next, the very next year, you'll jump up to 12 or 15. Um and the logic behind that isn't always clear um, at why that ebbs and flows the way it does. But as far as in regard to having more or less traffic on the road, sometimes these accidents, it's not so much you know, due to congestion or due to um, actions of uh, drivers that are affecting so many other people. But, uh, you know, we still have such an issue... Uh, we, I still see it every time I drive. Uh, so many people have the not just holding a phone, not just making a phone call, but I mean, you see people like watching videos in their car while they're driving. Um, it's so uh, it's unfortunate, but we're just kind of in a society where people can't have downtime, and that car ride seems like it's a perfect opportunity to catch up on everything else. So 
distracted driving is one of those things that I, I fear will continue to be an issue. I think that's why engineers and, and vehicle manufacturers are working so hard for the driverless vehicle um, because I, I think they realize there is no more engineering that can be done to make the vehicle itself safer as people get into crashes you know uh, if you think back we take it for granted right now but you look at the advancements in seat belts airbags um crumple zones the design of you know it's we take these things for granted now but over years of time uh, vehicle manufacturers and through because they want to try to save people's lives have made these changes to make these cars as safe as they possibly can and the one element that is left is the human element behind the wheel. So that's why that push is going that direction because so many people die every year as a result of a traffic accident. So, um, yeah, so I, I think that's a, a good thing to remind everybody that that's not going away and until people really embrace that and understand that what they're doing is uh, risking their lives and the lives of others when they don't take driving seriously and are distracted. So um, I think Larry's got something else he wants to add there. Yeah, uh, Murfreesboro Police, you know, take part in the Rutherford County Traffic Safety Task Force and that particular group of officers made up of officers throughout Rutherford County from Laverne to Eagleville to the VA Hospital Police. Uh, and they have, you know, efforts to try and uh, combat um, different uh, traffic fatalities, traffic accidents, and just safety on the road roads in general. And um, I don't have the numbers from December, but as of November of 2020, uh, there were 40 traffic fatalities in Rutherford County. 40. Wow. 40. At that same time last year, there were only 20. So double the number, yeah, twice the number. And uh, what's interesting about that is 17 uh, uh, of those are happening in the rural areas of Rutherford County and only three in the urban area. So that, you know, tells you something there, you know, you know, two lane roads, no shoulder, you know, uh, not as much lighting. So that probably, uh, you know, contributed to some of those uh, those fatal crashes. So. That's why the Rutherford County Traffic Safety Task Force, you know, is committed to, you know, trying to help, you know, alleviate those numbers. And so hopefully uh, through education, you know, we can try to get those numbers down next year. And we need to get the message across to the young drivers who are just starting out and don't realize they don't have the experience. They uh, drive faster. Uh, And some of these rural roadways are so curvy I'll get out on them myself, and I'll think, boy, I'm glad we didn't live on a road like this when our kids were just learning how to drive, because that has to be a nightmare for parents, Uh, just things like that. Here's a a text from a listener, and they're saying they hear so much about the problem in Nashville with the license plate recognition cameras. Uh, What is the issue on that, and don't we have those already on police cars in Murfreesboro. So I'm not sure exactly what they're referring to in Nashville. I know um, there's been some differences of opinion from city leadership in in a lot of areas where um, councils and commissions, you know, take issue with that because their constituents either do want to have them or not want to have them. Um, so I can't, I'm not exactly sure there what, what the question is on that. But as far as for here, um, we don't actually have 
um, any of those active right now. Um, so you will see them sometimes if you're ever if you're ever driving around. A lot of the tow companies are running those now, uh, and they do it looking for stolen vehicles, repossession orders, things like that. Um, so the city of Murfreesboro doesn't operate any of those at this time. Um, so didn't we used to have them? We on did have. We did have. I think we had three sets on some of our um, canine vehicles, um, but that's been. I think they've been down. Who? It's probably been three years since the last time. It's a neat piece of technology, though, um, and I'll say a lot of cities are looking at it because um, it's not so much to just know where everybody is all the time, but what that system does is it compiles that data, uh, and let's say where we you know, would see a very good use for it maybe in the future if we were going to go that route, if somebody's involved in a crime and we get a vehicle description um and maybe even a one number one letter off a plate um if we have that database to search from a lot of times what you could do is place that vehicle back at the scene of the or at least near the scene of the crime to develop some suspect information um so it's it's kind of like a lot of things it's not a it's not a uh self uh, crime-solving tool on its own, but when you take that information and put it with other known pieces of information, uh, it can really help in uh, solving some of the, especially some of your violent homicides and things, because everybody's mobile. Um, we all use always a car, a robbery, things like that, um, because not only does Nashville look at it, or if Murfreesboro had it, other areas across the state. So if we have an influx, let's say if people were coming from Nashville or Memphis or Chattanooga to come here to commit crimes and then they were going back, the time uh, would be able to place those vehicles when they might have left or when they were last here or when they were last here in Murfreesboro. So um, it's just another piece of uh, data that you can put together just to aids law enforcement in uh, locating suspects of interest. Okay, we we have another question from a listener uh, along similar paths. Okay, uh, and this one is asking, do you use the footage of uh, pictures from red light cameras? Can they be used to track down criminals as well? Sometimes, um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so yeah. So that, um, long answer to a short question. So once that information is reviewed. And um, it, it basically has a, a certain amount of time um, that we have available to, to get those things on, on our side. Once the officer reviews violations, we only get sent the questionable or um, possible people that ran red lights to review. An officer reviews those and then decides if a citation should be issued based on the video footage. There are instances where we have crashes at those intersections. Um, if it happens in a relatively uh, close proximity of time to before that footage has been reviewed, we can call that officer and say, hey, I've, I've had this, for example, hit and run. Or somebody runs a red light and we're, we're not sure which one at the time. We can call and say, hey, can you track, see if you can find that? This was about the time of day. So, and, and sometimes he can, um, and sometimes that helps us. <clears throat> but as far as just taking all that video uh, and looking through it for things, we don't have the access just to do that carte blanche. So um, if 
to the long and short answer is it's not used in that capacity it's really only for the red light violations and sometimes we're fortunate enough to to catch things that we might need um, but as far as just taking all that in and looking for things uh, at random we don't have that kind of access so if you had a bank robbery near where the red light camera is it might be on video but you have to think quickly or what it'll go away yeah well it doesn't ever necessarily go it's just harder to find i don't know what the burn time is on the company uh i want to say about 30 days um but if we can if you can be within that proximity of time close enough and you're like i said if it happens to be close to the low spots um then you might we might be able to find it our phone number is 615-893-1450. You're in control. You can talk or text on that number, 615-893-1450. We're going to pause and check on the traffic and weather, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. We're talking law and order this morning from the Murfreesboro Police Department. Lieutenant Clayton Williams is with us along with Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. The number again to talk or text, 615-893-1450. When the weather's at its worst, we're at our best. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, TV11. People you know depend on Dr. Sean Lancaster. The really good quality hearing instruments today are amazing. We're talking with longtime audiologist Alita Tuma, now retired. For people with hearing problems, who would you recommend that they see? <laughs> I go to Dr. Lancaster. I would not go to anyone else. That was Alita Tuma. Hearing Aid and Audiology Services. Hear better with Dr. Sean Lancaster. This is Ron Hall. When the unexpected happens, Fair Construction can help you, whether there's a vehicle in your business or your home that's not supposed to be there. It's in the news, a car through the front door. We can board it up where the place is secure and deal with your insurance company to get it back to its previous condition. When the unexpected happens, call Fair Construction Company. This is Ron Hall with Fair Construction. Call 615-893-6120. Good morning. Traffic still holding up right now as we check it out live here on 24. As you come in from Coffee County, there was a stalled vehicle out there a few minutes ago on 24 eastbound. Just past 840, it's not causing too much of a problem. There's just some flashing lights in that area. Uh, actually, it looked to be closer to uh, Highway 231. Hey, Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies will be hosting a Sips and Sharks, a 21 and over sleepover, February 13th. All the details, Ripley'sAquariumOfTheSmokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck, you're on time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather brought to you by our friends at Capstar Bank? A blend of clouds and sunshine develops here this afternoon. We'll see high into the upper 40s. Winds out of the northeast around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low 30. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 27. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. 
Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. We got some good neighbors and we like bragging on them. Nominate a good neighbor every day. Put it in writing on WGNS. WGNS. AM. AM. FM. FM. Online. Good morning and welcome back. We are focusing on law and order here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Our guest this morning from the Murfreesboro Police Department, visiting with us, Lieutenant Clayton Williams and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. The number to call to talk or text, and you are in control on that one, 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Larry, we get a lot of scam alerts these days. This one I'm a little surprised about. Uh, We're getting people doing scams dealing with the COVID-19 vaccinations. Uh, You wonder what's going through people's minds when they come up with these sick ideas. Right. The uh, Tennessee Department of uh, Safety and Homeland Security, right before Christmas, uh, sent out a a scam alert uh, concerning vaccine uh, points of uh, dispensing, uh, or POD. Uh, basically, they wanted to warn folks that some states have been reporting that, you know, those scams related to COVID-19 vaccine, PODs, and people offering to help expedite the process, of course, asking a fee. And that's your first red flag that uh, you should be uh, aware of. And, uh, of course, you know, the government will not, you know, send an email, voicemail, text, offering to expedite that, that process for a fee. And so... um a couple of the warning signs, though, if you know, if you do get one of those phone calls or emails or text or whatever the case may be, uh, you know, if you're asked to pay out of pocket, you know, that's a red flag. If you're asked to pay uh, to put your name on a vaccine waiting list to get it early, um, you know, any type of advertisement for vaccines through social media platforms, email, telephone calls, online or unsolicited or unknown sources, that's a red flag. And, of course, you know, people marketing, offering to sell and ship those doses of vaccine for a payment. So, you know, uh, that's the thing about crooks. You know, they can come up with all sorts of, you know, things and and prey on unsuspecting people. And the unfortunate part is, you know, some of those unsuspecting people will fall prey to those scams and send their hard-earned money. And right now, those who are in the greatest need for vaccinations are the senior citizens, and I guess they are the ones that the scam artists target most. Uh, it's it's a tragic situation here, so be aware of that. Uh, I, I know we're having a, a problem with getting the amount of vaccinations that we need, uh, so people are constantly calling us and they're saying, well, I'm over here to get my vaccination. I'm at Siegel Middle School. And, and what they've heard, we've talked with people on the radio who are going to Siegel, but that would be the emergency responders, the uh, people who are police officers, paramedics, firefighters. They're going to Siegel, but uh, the public is not going to Siegel. The public has not had a place yet to get those. But uh, as Mayor Ketron was on last week, he mentioned that they were working an arrangement with the old State Farm building across from Sportscom, they were going to use the drive-throughs there. Now, one thing that he did mention: Have all both of you gotten your vaccinations 
You're both police officers. I have not, Bart. Okay. And I'm a civilian, so okay. uh, they're for certified uh, officials first, okay. certified officers first. I was just going to get your experience uh, of what it felt like and all of that, because <clears throat> Mayor Ketron said that uh, when you get it, they ask you, uh, you know, to sit down and rest for just a little bit. Don't just go jump in your car and drive away. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest for maybe 10 minutes or so to be sure you're feeling okay. And the biggest feedback I've heard from folks that have got just said um, very similar to a flu shot, just a really sore arm for a day or two. But that's uh, that's about all I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and after your second shot, you're you're pr- pretty much immune. Well, that I guess we'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's hope that. Yeah, works. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's hope for that. Yeah, we'll see. And we're watching closely uh, any news that uh, might be coming out uh, dealing with that. Uh, let's talk a little about some other thefts that are happening, uh, and and these are the ones that you get a package on the door, uh, right there at the doorsteps of your house. Uh, and that always worries me about uh, somebody seeing it before you do and coming up and getting it. Are are those on the increase, Larry? Uh, oh, Larry. <laughs> the the por- the porch pirates, uh, the the common name. Uh, you know, it is happening from time to time. Um, you know, but since the influx of people having video doorbells, I think people have really uh, slowed down a bit at that. And I know a lot of the services, especially Amazon, are allowing customers to uh, arrange to have the package like placed in the garage or or things like that, or picked up at a neighbor's house. So it it still does happen from time to time. Um, you know, <laughs> criminals. It's kind of bold move. I don't know if back in the, before Christmas we had the, the actual somebody skipped the porch and went straight to the delivery van. Um, uh, That's right. <laughs> they they so, took the van. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that was an odd case. And you know, in the middle of the day, they uh, stopped the van, held the driver at gunpoint, took the van, went and unloaded the packages and uh, somewhere else, and left the van in town. So we still haven't found anybody on that as far as uh, those suspects. So if if anybody has any information on that, we'd be uh, glad to hear it and see if we can help uh, bring this person to justice. Um, another thing, while we're talking about Amazon, I was telling Larry, you uh, going back to scams earlier, uh, be very careful. I know uh, several folks in my family have received random emails saying that their Amazon account uh, payment information needs to be updated, and it's not Amazon, so it directs you to a third-party site, and it wants you to put in your credit card number, and then, of course, they get your credit card information and then go and use it. So uh, be careful of that. If they, if you have an Amazon account, um, that kind of if you get see that kind of email, you should log in directly to your Amazon account. Don't go through a link on the email, and they'll let you know if you've got a problem like that. Um, also, uh, with tax time coming, uh, everybody be careful there as well about phone calls saying that you owe taxes or uh, sources that want to help you uh, file your taxes over the phone and take down information. Uh, just be wary of all those things because it is an opportune time, especially with um, the, the elderly and older communities um, that, you know, they a lot of them have landlines and a lot of them don't, you know, wouldn't expect to get that kind of call unless it was something serious, uh, you know, and so just be careful and make sure uh, you fact check some of those things. It's unfortunate that we can't take those things at face value, but in this day and time, there's just too many opportunists out there. Now, when you get these text messages or emails uh, from these scam artists, 
they have material, uh, they have uh, account numbers, things of that sort that are yours, mm-hmm. and you read that and you think, well, this must be real. How, yeah. how do they get all of that information? Well, that data that you know we provide to a lot of sources, um, it's out there a lot of places because we, unfortunately, when we shop with credit cards or own accounts now, um, that information is just out a lot of places and people can find that if they're unscrupulous type um you know it's it's sad but uh they also make web pages that look just like they have the symbols the artwork uh the images just like a well-known site would be Uh, so it would make you think like oh okay this is legitimate so um they're just getting more and more crafty to try to get make a quick dollar uh without a lot of work on their part so um just yeah vet those things be very careful and don't give your information out to anybody that uh, uh, that you don't feel like is is uh, up to any good. So if somebody calls you with any question, even if they sound real, uh, how do you double check to well, make sure? For example, some of the big ones, IRS, they've they've clearly said we're not going to call you by phone. Uh, that's not the way that we would try to come find or get information. That's something they would correspond with you via mail. Um, so. The phone calls, uh, same way with Amazon, that's not typically the way they operate. Um, if you're going to get it, you would get a notification through your Amazon account, not like an email to you if you had an issue. Um, I don't know if you've seen these. I get these on my work phone a lot, too. I'll get a text message, and it says, you have a package from FedEx uh, that needs to be picked up. Just click here. And it's not FedEx. I don't have a package coming. It's not a UPIT, but it's some kind of scam where they want to get some information from you <clears throat> to get something out of you and then uh, have you follow these links. So um, that's the big thing is unsolicited phone calls, random emails uh, that you aren't – kind of the old, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. You know, somebody sees that and like, oh, I've got a package. Let me go claim it. If you didn't order anything and you're not expecting anything and don't have a tracking number for it, it's probably not legitimate. Here's a text from a listener, and I don't know if this can is anything that can be resolved or not. They say that uh, they get so many unsolicited phone calls, probably 95% of the phone calls on their home phone are people trying to sell something. They get 8 or 10 every day, and they said that is ridiculous. Uh, I can't imagine somebody paying a company to make phone calls as advertising because it certainly gives me a bad impression of that business. What can we do to get our name off of those lists? Hmm. I wish I had the answer. Um, <laughs> so you, do, you, do you get them yourself? Uh, Bart, you know, I can tell you, but, uh, I think Larry can test. We have work, excuse me, work-issued cellular phones, and... Those numbers are not, we don't publish those out generally. We only give them to people that we work directly with. And I get at least three usually a day um, wanting to either offer me an extended warranty on my car or my credit card consolidation or my student loan consolidation. And they'll, it's different numbers every time, but they're local Nashville numbers. Um, so we're, we're all we i feel your pain uh over there um the best thing i would tell you to do um is you know if you don't already have caller id those phone numbers that you don't recognize just send them to the answering machine uh let them pick it up or voicemail whichever you have um there used to be a website that said 
on the do not call list. And if I don't know if you can listen through those. I've never taken the time on the, to be removed from the call list. If you wanted to listen and see if there's an option to do that, uh, but if you go online on the the do not call, there's you should be able to register your phone number and put it on there. And uh, it it may take a little while. Um, it's kind of like unsubscribing from an email list. Sometimes it takes a little while for that to take effect, but um, that's the that's about the best tool I know for you to try to do. Right, the uh, Tennessee Public uh, Utility Commission. If you just visit their website, uh, they have a Tennessee Do Not Call online registration form for people could literally uh, fill it out right there. Just enter their phone numbers, uh, up to three numbers per uh, form, and um, and submit that form, and hopefully you will be added to that Do Not Call list. Now, doesn't mean that calls will not still, you know, get around that, and uh, you're still getting those type of scam calls, but... You know, if you're in doubt, just hang up. You know, um, I make it a practice, uh, especially on uh, my personal phone. And if it's a number that I don't recognize, a number that doesn't have a name associated with it, I let it roll to voicemail. And nine times out of ten, these uh, scam calls are not, uh, the callers are not even leaving messages. So you pretty much know that that's uh, an unwanted call. And then you can literally block that number from calling you again and then they'll come up with a new number to call you from well here's another question from a listener dealing with the same idea and i think we've covered this one before uh they're saying that we get calls from police benevolent groups asking for donations Uh, and i think you all covered that a while back that there's no such thing yeah that's a there there is a i think that's a national company it probably is a real company but uh, please, uh, if if you want to give to that, I'm not telling you not to, I, but I want to just make sure that that be absolutely clear that the Murfreesboro Police Department will never contact you directly for <clears throat> or indirectly to solicit funds. That's just, it's not something we do. So um, uh, we get those calls too, and we tell them right quick, like, hey, that's, uh, you know, it's interesting. We, we don't get a check from you every year. So, um, so yeah, that's. I'm sure they may do some legitimate work somewhere. Maybe I I, I don't know, um, but if you feel like that's something you want to get, I would ask them some more questions and get some more information from those people before you uh, choose to donate that or do some research on that group. So, but that's I promise. Make sure <laughs> just want to be clear that is not the Murfreesboro Police Department or an affiliation with the Murfreesboro Police Department. Our phone number is six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. We're talking law and order, and uh, let's take a phone call here. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? I'm good, Bart. Let me turn it down. Uh, Those calls for the police uh, contributions, Uh uh, that may be legitimate, but I've talked to them. They only, the police only get about... uh, 10 cents out of every dollar. Those people keep that money. Oh, okay. So it's it's so, a, almost a cousin to a scam, but not quite. Exactly. And my husband uh, agreed one day when I was at work to send them some money, and so we got a call that you hadn't sent it in, and I told the guy, I said, no, and I'm not. I didn't authorize it. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, you caught it in I, time. Yes, here are the uh, 
the phone numbers for the do not call uh, unless they've changed. Uh, for Tennessee, it's one eight seven seven eight seven two seven zero three zero. And so you can just call it. You don't have to, if you don't have a computer, you can call. Right, and the national number uh, is one eight 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 three eight two one two two two. Okay. I don't know who came up with that idea of telephone solicitation. I mean, it's been around, I guess, but uh, in recent years, it's just become a nuisance. Oh yeah. Well, the thing about it is, don't answer the phone. That works. <laughs> but then, then you come up with the question of why do you have a phone if you're not going to use it? <laughs> don't answer. Well, that's a no-brainer. Just don't answer. <laughs> Thank you. You yeah. have a great day. I don't know if they'll ever come up with this for home phones, but I believe on some of the smartphones, I think there's an option where you can only, where it will only ring if it's somebody in your contact list. So that way you, oh, that you're kind cool. of pre-screening yeah. and all your, anything that's not in your contact list automatically goes to, to your voicemail. So, uh, so that might be an option for people if you're getting calls on your cell phone. So maybe they'll come up with that for home phones. I, and I've noticed them, uh, I think they're able to control what phone number shows up where it's coming from probably doesn't even come from those places but i'm getting a whole lot of calls from mount juliet from uh adams tennessee pleasant view, pleasant view. yeah <laughs> right. things things that you think yep. well maybe it's somebody i know <laughs> and you answer it i'm here to talk to you about your warranty on your car right, right. Yep. you've gotten those oh, too it's oh, not we get just them, me we get them every day on, the, on our work fo- on the police phone i'm, <laughs> I'm telling you our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause and check on the traffic and weather. We'll be right back. If you want to join us, our phone number is 615-893-1450. Uh, let 2021 be the year that we reduce scams. Boy, that would be a great year. All that's news with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoon. Rutherford County's place to talk. Hi, this is Dave Kivanimi at Music World and Drummer's Den. Music World now is the dealer for Ernie Ball Sterling Guitars and Basses. This is a great new line of guitars and basses, and it's a fantastic complement to our Taylor Acoustics and our Paul Reed Smith Electrics. We've also got ESP LTDs, which are a fantastic line of guitars. This is Dave Kivanimi at Music World and Drummer's Den on South Church Street across from Indian Hills Golf Course. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. 
Good morning. Traffic still holding up right now as we check it out live here on 24. As you come in from Coffee County, there was a stalled vehicle out there a few minutes ago on 24 eastbound. Just past 840, it's not causing too much of a problem. There's just some flashing lights in that area. Uh, actually, it looked to be closer to uh, Highway 231. Hey, Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies will be hosting a Sips and Sharks, a 21 and over sleepover February 13th. All the details, Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck, you're on time traffic. A blend of clouds and sunshine develops here this afternoon. We'll see high into the upper 40s. Winds out of the northeast around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low 30. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 27. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back. Our phone number, if you want to join us and you need to do that quickly, 615-893-1450. Just a few minutes left. You can talk or text on that line. With us from the Murfreesboro Police Department this morning, Lieutenant Clayton Williams and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. We've been getting a lot of reports of counterfeit bills being uh, passed here in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County lately. Uh, It's it's pretty hard to distinguish some of these, uh, from what I've heard, uh, on the counterfeit bills. Yeah, especially in small, you know, we're finding it's happened in smaller transactions, so uh, in smaller quantities, so it's not as easier to catch. Whereas if somebody brings you a wad of $100 bills, you know, you might be a little more suspect. But uh, one thing I want to say about that is we have concerns that maybe, uh, especially during busier times with business, this that this may be underreported. Uh, and what I mean by that is if a business at the end of the day, they find one $20 bill out of their whole take <clears throat> for the day, they might think, well, we're not going to take the time to call and report this. But um, it's important that if <clears throat> it's important for us because the more of those that we get reported, it helps us to um, when we have suspects identified that may be in the vicinity that may have done the same thing at a similar store. Um, collectively, he may have, he or she may have passed a lot of money that's counterfeit to where it may be a lot bigger deal than just a twenty dollar bill at one business. So, um, I know keep uh, businesses if you or individual if you're selling if you wind up with counterfeit money, um, please notify us so we can report it, so we can track down who's spreading this around, so we can uh, bring them to justice and maybe put a stop to it. So, uh, no matter what the amount, if you get a counterfeit bill. Uh, we really would uh, like your help in, in reporting that. How do people receive these bills? Uh, I mean, it looks like it would be difficult to print it on paper that feels like money. I mean, uh, you pick up a, a page of something you've printed on, money doesn't feel like yeah. that paper. Well, I don't want to give away too many trade secrets because okay. uh, <laughs> I don't want to encourage that. Um, but you'd be uh, it's kind of like these folks that get online and do these the Something like that, people that get creative or learn a way to uh, – dis- it's more deception than it is the quality of the uh, – and a lot of times it happens in a quick transaction or mixed in with some other bills. So as it's being counted, it's not paid much attention to. But if you took it out and singled it out and looked at it, then you might be able to spot it. But when it's mixed in with some other th- – So it's pretty know, obvious if you if you compare. Some of them – Bart, I've seen some good ones, uh, I'll tell you. Um, but the ones that – we see the most of are like what we're talking about mm-hmm. today. Which 
it's yeah they're not great fakes it's just that it's happening in a manner where it's getting slipped in uh and being missed right because back on uh, december 13th uh we had a uh suspect that went into the exxon on north compson lane uh tried to pay with a 20 dollar bill that clerk did exactly what clayton said i mean looked at the bill uh realized it was fake and she told hey this money is not real and then the guy took out a wad of money and so paid with another 20 so i'm assuming when she sees he has a pocket full of money that you know she let her guard down accepted that 20 and then when the uh, suspect left she realized that bill was fake as well so So he had a wad of fake money not sure if all of it was fake but at least the two that he passed uh were fake and i understand they uh another thing is uh had the same serial number on it so that's another indicator that you know that money is fake so if you took one bill you see that serial number and then see that same one on another one and then you can't go wrong with using those um, pen. pen you know yeah. the uh, um how do you get those what do you how how do you get those i think pens? you can buy them it's i want to say you can buy them at staples maybe it's a counterfeit okay. marker i think office supply mm-hmm. or you can order it online it's just called a counterfeit marker and It'll change to a different color if it's a counterfeit bill. So if you don't have one, if you're a retail business, definitely you need to get one. And I hadn't right. thought about pulling out the roll of money. These are con artists. Well, it becomes more of a sleight of hand issue than it does a account. Like I said, it's you know, that and it's easy to do for somebody who's in a hurt. If you've got a line of people and you're just trying to get through the line to get people checked out. So, uh, yeah, like you said, it's more of a... Sleight of hand, flim-flam, as we call. One of the other issues that has been uh, in our community occasionally, and that is uh, people coming in who are members of gangs and reportedly being told to commit a certain crime uh, to be a full-fledged member of the gang. Is that still an issue? I'm trying to think. I can't think of any thing recent that we've had a crime where that was the <clears throat> that was the motive. Um, so I, I, I mean, no community is you know immune you know from gang or gang activities. But you know, as Clayton mentioned, you know, from looking you know through reports or getting into shift reports from officers, we haven't really heard of those type incidents happening of recent uh, in the city, which is a good thing. Sure. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, and that also, uh, to a degree, and I'm not trying to toot your horn no, for no. you, but uh, it shows that Murfreesboro police are on top of these things, and some of these uh, criminals are saying, let's stay away from Murfreesboro. Uh, you know. I think, I think that, Barton, I think the other piece is that we, some of these more heinous crimes that we've seen over the past two years, um, we find that there's a link to somebody who doesn't live here, uh, maybe out of state, maybe on the west end of the state, maybe on the east side of the state. Um, so with gang, inf- you know, particularly, we have people that uh, work in a gang enforcement unit here, and people that are local and stay local, it's very, um, I shouldn't say, it's very easy to keep up with things that they're involved in. If we see their name being involved in an arrest over here, a crime over here, a crime over there, it's much easier to keep up with that and know um, that kind of information when we encounter those folks. Uh, but when you've got people that just come in at random, come commit a crime, and then they're 
back to where off the, that they came from, um, that's where it gets complicated. But uh, police are doing a better job about sharing information about those kind of things with other agencies that uh, as those trends uh, develop so that we can kind of build a better network of intelligence uh, to help each other out because you're right, it, that does happen, I'm sure, in places. And when it does, it's tragic, and a lot of times there's not a lot of information or leads to track down. So we want to make sure that we help in that and we maintain a good sense of order here in our own community as well. And I think people probably realize it now, but we need to remind people again that the new police department uh, over on North Highland, uh, your forensics department in there, uh, enables you to do things that you could never do before. Sure, yeah. Um, one of the big, the, I know we've talked about it, the the uh, ballistics from uh, firearms rounds that have been uh, used, uh, that's been a big aid uh, to help us to track down some place people or place guns at different places uh, used in different crimes that have helped us lead back to uh, suspects. And also we've been able to assist some other agencies with that same information as well. And, um, and uh, so, yeah, it's been been a big plus. On that note, we want to say a special thank you to our guests this morning, Lieutenant Clayton Williams and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers for joining us today from the Murfreesboro Police Department. Thank you for the great job that you do to protect our community. Thanks, Mark. Thanks again. Thanks, Mark. Look forward to having you with us again next uh, first Wednesday of the of the next month. There, it'll be February. Maybe maybe it'll be warmer. I don't know. That's <laughs> February is my that's always if we can get through February. That's right. Hey, stay with us. Truman is next right here on your good neighbor station. We'll see you tomorrow.